once again for bringing us together and let's see let's hear what god wants to speak to us from his word let's go to the book of first kings let's go to first kings first <clears throat> the book of first kings and first of all let us read from chapter number 13 check hallelujah can you hear me now it's okay yeah. yeah okay first kings chapter number 13 and let's read from verse number one and behold a man of god went from judah to bethel by the word of the lord and jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense then he cried out against the altar by the word of the lord and said o altar altar thus says the lord Behold, a child, Josiah, by name, shall be born to the house of David, and on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken, surely the altar shall split apart, and the ashes on it shall be poured out. So it came to pass when Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God who cried out against the altar in Bethel that he stretched out his hand from the altar saying arrest him. Then his hand which he stretched out toward him withered so that he could not pull it back to himself. You see the power bestowed upon this man of God that came from uh, Judah to Bethel. And he was given an assignment by heaven. He was given an assignment by the Lord. What was the assignment? The assignment was to destroy the altar. What was the altar now? The altar was set up and established by this king Jeroboam. Who was the king of Israel. By this time Judah and Israel have separated. Now Judah has been ruled by the descendants of David. And Israel is been separated and been given in the hands of Jeroboam. And when Jeroboam started to rule the nation of Israel, he started to set up altars, demonic altars there, and started to ordain priesthood. What kind of altars he was building? Let's see First Kings chapter number twelve. First Kings chapter number twelve, verse twenty-six. And Jeroboam said, said in his heart. Now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of the people will turn back to their Lord. Rehoboam king of Judah and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam king of Judah. Therefore the king asked advice, made two calves of gold and said to the people, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. Here it is where Jeroboam 
the king of Israel was insecure because he thought that people will go to worship Jehovah God in Jerusalem and if they go to worship Jehovah God I will lose this people he was insecure about God himself and he thought that if people go start going because the altar of God the temple of God was in Jerusalem built by Solomon at that at that point of time okay and and there was only one altar in Jerusalem where people have to go to offer sacrifices unto the Lord God most high Jehovah God the Lord of heaven and earth and Jeroboam thought if if the people of Israel start to go now Jerusalem Judah is in the south of Israel you have to understand that Israel is in the north Je Jeroboam is is ruling the north like Israel is like this okay and Judah which has Jerusalem is in the south of Israel and at the south of Israel is the temple of God where people go to offer sacrifices where people go to worship Jehovah God and Jeroboam had the territory of Israel with him which is the north side of Israel Bethel is also at the north side of Israel Bethel the same Bethel where Abraham built the altar and then God started to speak to him there the same Bethel where Jacob encountered God the same Bethel when Jacob came back from uh, Haran he offered sacrifices at that very Bethel that Bethel is in Israel so what because Jeroboam was insecure what he did is he ordained a priesthood to a different God or to a different spiritual entity okay are you, are you guys with me? So Jeroboam, the king of Israel, because he was insecure, oh, people will, people's heart will turn to the Lord and they will go to Judah and, they, and then Rehoboam will kill me. So because of the insecurity, he built an altar to another God. And this is no new God. This is no new imagination. This is one of the old gods that has come again into the picture. And that is the golden calves. Have you heard about golden calves? The golden calves are the spiritual entity, the spiritual entities which were worshipped in Egypt, right inside Egypt. When the people of Israel were in bondage to the people of Egypt, to Pharaoh, there they used to worship these golden calves. And then even now you got to understand when you read your Bible carefully that this gods of Egypt never left Israel. Israel was physically delivered from Egypt. Physically they came out of the hold of Pharaoh. Physically they left the territory of Egypt. But the spiritual gods of Egypt never ever left Israel. Hallelujah. This, this spiritual gods of Egypt was, was ruling through the priesthood of Egypt. Remember I taught you about the priesthood of Egypt. When Moses was ordained, he was first ordained to attack the priesthood, the rod of the sorcerers, of the magicians were swallowed up by the rod of Moses. That means when God appointed Moses for spiritual warfare to defeat Egypt, the first area that was defeated was the priesthood of Egypt. Okay, now 
Imagine how many years have passed by. How many years have passed by after Moses delivered the people of Israel out of Egypt and by Joshua they started to uh, capture the territories of Canaan and after they started to capture the territories of Canaan they, God appointed judges over them and after judges were appointed over them God brought uh, the prophet Eli and then when, when prophet Eli faltered prophet Samuel came in and then when prophet Samuel you know was judging Israel the people demanded a king and Saul came in then David came in and so many years passed by after they were delivered from that very priesthood, uh, priesthood of Egypt and even still now the golden calves once again came into the picture R listen to me very carefully the priesthood the priesthood the priesthood that rules that used to rule our lives Okay, the demonic priesthood, whatever priesthood was ruling our lives before we came in Christ. That priesthood has monitoring spirits assigned over us even after we come in Christ. Okay, are we together? Alright, the priesthood that used to rule. Now, in case, of, in case of Israel, the priesthood of Egypt, the golden calves, the snakes, the marine spirits those were the entities that were ruling okay before uh, if, if you are not clear about the priesthood let me give you some basic points about what is the what is priesthood and let me go ahead okay what is priesthood priesthood is a spiritual system to exercise control and governance of a spiritual entity okay it can also be a principality every principality exercises its uh, control it's lordship. When I say control, I mean to say lordship. Lordship. When you say, Jesus, you are my lord, what are you saying? You are saying, Jesus, you are in control of my life. You control my life. You govern my life. Okay, that is what you are saying. That is the meaning of lordship. When you are saying, Jesus, you are lord, you are saying, you are giving the lordship. So, priesthood is, to, is a spiritual system through which a spiritual entity exercises lordship over people, over family, over a tribe, over territories. Okay? I told you a limit or a boundary is the boundary that defines the jurisdiction of a certain spiritual entity or a principality. Then I told you about the altars, which are spiritual portals. I told you about the gates, okay, these, these things are because, because if you are a Christian and if you think, still think that the president is ruling your country, you are highly mistaken. Spiritual entities are ruling our world. The spiritual world is real. The spiritual world is real. And if Christian don't realize that there are spiritual entities, entities sitting out there that are ruling nations, that are ruling cities that are ruling schools, that are ruling colleges, that are ruling a certain sect of, of, of people, that are ruling a certain, certain age group. Yes, there are spiritual entities that are ruling, that are governing, that are controlling and how they are placing their control and lordship over the multitude. It's through, it's through the system of priesthood. 
that is the spiritual system abit understanding priesthood that is point number 1 priesthood is a spiritual system to exercise control and governance of a certain spiritual entity of a certain spiritual entity secondly the second point about priesthood is the main component of priesthood are altars and shrines altars and shrines priesthood has altars and shrines that are set up by the priest why they are set up by the priest to establish communication with spiritual entities okay to what to establish communication with spiritual entities and to release and execute powers and spells through the spiritual entities the this spiritual entity needs a altar setup and needs a priest that is serving at that very altar why the altar is needed because altars are portals to communication you cannot sit in your room drinking coffee and uh, you will say okay i want to speak to that spirit that spirit will not you will not be able to communicate with that spirit you have to set up a altar okay hallelujah to communicate with a certain spirit that is what they do they have altars in place they serve those altar why they want to communicate with that spiritual entity hallelujah this big people this big businessmen they all have their priests they all have their priests they all have their altars where they go if you have heard about cern in switzerland that's a demonic place what they are setting up there they are setting up altars to communicate and to access to the wisdom of spirits to communicate and have access to wisdom of dark powers to wisdom of powers and demons that are from the pit that come from the pit of hell that are bound in chains by god they access to those ancient demons they have they they want access to those marine spirits to seek wisdom hallelujah amen and without they, they they operate in high level of wickedness because they are given power they are given utterance they are given wisdom from this demonic spirits and they access to those demonic spirits by staying at the altar by serving those altars are we understanding okay the point number 2 remember this i am explaining you what is priesthood the basic the basic characteristics of a priesthood point number 2 is altars and shrines are set up by the priest altars and shrines are set up and this is what jeroboam was doing he set up an altar to have access to the wisdom and utterance of the ancient entity of egypt those are the golden calves in the in the image and in the likeness of the golden calves oh my god okay he 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 built those altars and he set up priesthood there okay so altars and shrines are set up by the priest to establish communication with spiritual entities and to release and execute powers and spell through the same hallelujah <coughs> if a certain spiritual entity wants to release their power and wants to release control wants to cast control over a certain person 
they need the platform of the altar and they need a priest that is serving that altar through that altar spells are released through that through that very altar the spiritual entity exercises its power okay have are we understanding hallelujah if a spiritual entity wants to put in bondage a certain person wants to hold that person captive inside his prison inside his his power and not let that person approach jesus not let that person come under the priesthood of god come under the priesthood of jesus christ the altar of of that of that entity is the one responsible is the platform is the platform that releases spells and powers it is the altars are we understanding it is the altars that help, holds a certain bunch of people a certain tribe a certain locality under captivity it is the altar and now this man of god is sent to bethel to destroy the very altar but there is a tragic turn that takes place in the bible and many of them don't know why that take because the man of god dies okay if you have read your read that chapter that man of god is soon going to die who destroyed the altars it is the war of priesthood going on in the scripture hallelujah okay any which ways i will come to that to that part after a point of time but so what i said what are altars altars and shrines even they say shrines it's set up to communicate it's set up to establish communicate uh, communication with this spiritual entities unseen entities dark powers and that very altar is responsible as a platform to release powers and spells and dark powers to control and to manipulate human beings or a territory point number 2 point number 3 is the altars for the altars to continue to function they need sacrifices blood occultic rituals to be performed for the altars to continue to function do you know the devil requires blood do you know the devil is thirsty for blood hallelujah you see this movies and we say we we think it's fantasies in the movies where the demons and the draculas or zombies they want blood and all those things it's actually the devil the devil who requires blood because the life of mankind is in the blood the very life of mankind is in the blood it's the pattern they they, they copy you know whatever the priesthood of the devil demonic priesthood that has been laid down the principles everything is similar to the priesthood it's similar it's not exactly the same it's a counterfeit or the copy of the priesthood of god because in the old testament if god wants to forgive sins he requires to see blood he requires to see blood okay and by the blood of the animals there was the forgiveness of sins not permanent forgiveness but temporary forgiveness that was attained by the blood of animals but now by the blood of jesus christ there is complete forgiveness once and for all jesus died on the cross and shed his blood that through his blood our sins can be 
forgiven. Hallelujah. Amen. The altars require blood. The altars require sacrifices. The altars, either, either animal sacrifices, if but uh, in, in case they want to perform a high degree, a high degree a demonic work, demonic agenda, then they want human sacrifices. Okay? They require blood in order, they require sacrifices, they require occultic rituals for the altars to continue to function and give them, give them information and give them insight and release the power and for the, that specific spiritual entity to carry out its work. Hallelujah. If you want to go to consult a familiar spirit, you will, you have to go with a sacrifice in your hand because the altar would need blood. The altar would need something to release that information to you. It will not release any information without you giving something to that altar. It is as same as the altar of God. We have to continue to keep the altar active by giving spiritual sacrifices. The Bible talks about offering up spiritual sacrifices. What is the sacrifice that we have to offer? Romans chapter number 12. Offer up, uh, offer up your lives as a living sacrifice unto God. Holy and acceptable unto Him. That is the sacrifice that we offer of our own lives. Hallelujah. Remember, remember when, um, when Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth, they were calling on the altar. They set up an altar there and they were calling on Baal to answer fire on that altar. But Baal was not on answering. When they saw that Baal was not answering, what they did is they started to cut their cut their flesh. Hallelujah. Because the challenge was, they were not supposed to break the, uh, what you call, the, the, the instructions of the challenge. The challenge was, was they have to cut the bull and lay it on the altar. And the bull has to be burned with fire. They cannot do anything with the bull. They cannot do anything with that animal. So when the fire was not coming and the altar was, was not doing its work, they started to cut their own flesh to release blood on the altar. Hallelujah. For, and they were, they were waiting for that altar to function, to answer. They were waiting for the altar, uh, you know. And then that's why Elijah was teasing them. Has your God went to sleep? Is he not answering? Is, has he gone on a journey? Because their altar, uh, altar was dumb. That, that altar was not at all, not at all working. Whatever they were doing, they were shedding their own blood, but yet the altar did not work. Hallelujah. Because Elijah had already taken charge of the atmosphere of the mountain of Carmel from, their, from the secret place. And Elijah was out there with the word of God. And the Lord had told him to do that. Because the Lord had already shut up the realms of Baal and Ashtoreth. Hallelujah. And even an altar where they were sacrificing, 450 of them were sacrificing blood from their bodies. But yet the altar did not open up because God had shut up the realms of Baal and Ashtoreth. Hallelujah. 
Tonight we shut up the realms of demonic altars in Jesus' mighty name that it will not be able to perform what it is, it is supposed to perform in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Are we understanding point number three? Altars need blood. The revelation of blood is a different topic, but just understand that altar needs blood. Altar need blood sacrifices, occultic rituals to be performed. Point number four is. <coughs> the whole system of priesthood the whole system of priesthood is to establish lordship of the demon demonic entity yes they want to you have to understand lordship when we say i told you when we say jesus you are my lord we are giving complete control of our life of our lives to jesus jesus is the controller of my life Jesus is the governor of my life. He is governing my life. He is controlling my life. He is in charge of my life. That is lordship. That is lordship. And the devil has spiritual entities that are also in the form of principalities. And I don't want to go into the area of principality, but let's stick to priesthood tonight. And these entities want to exercise lordship. Once they have exercised, now listen to me now, listen to me. Now coming back to Jeroboam. Jeroboam, how come Jeroboam, again, he wants to establish an altar and the altar he established, altar he set up was to this golden calves once again. Why this golden calves are not leaving Israel? Why? Because, because, these altars, these, this priesthood, once the priesthood has a hold over your ancestors, it will, it will set up monitoring spirits in generations after generations after generations. For example, your generation, you, you break forth from the priesthood of the ancestors, from these entities, you renounce your attachment you, you renounce every covenant and you completely gave yourself to jesus christ and you lived a faithful life in the word of god till the end of your life but the monitoring spirits of that priesthood were still monitoring you but you lived a faithful life you secured yourself in the word of god you secured yourself in your prayer life so that priesthood had no had no expression, had no area to get into your life and again start ruling your life. You never gave that priesthood a chance to get in back, to get back in, in your life. Okay? So in your lifetime, that, those, that priesthood wanted to come back again, but they were not able to come back because you did not give them an open door. That priesthood and that monitoring demons monitor you to again re-establish their lordship over your life. Understand that. These demons will never leave you. They continue to monitor you. Look, if you are giving them an open area by committing an act of ancestral iniquity, by committing an act of transgression, by committing an act of sin, through which they can again enter and start to re-establish re their governance system and their priesthood system to start to control you. But we have to stay completely secure like 
like the life of David. Hallelujah. Till the time David was there, that demonic Egypt never came back in Israel. David established the reign of the Lord. David started to establish the temple of praise. Hallelujah. Rebuild the temple of praise. He rebuilt the temple of praise in Israel. But if this priesthood demons did not get a chance to enter during David's reign, they will hunt for the son. They will hunt for the next generation. They will go to the next generation. And if they were not able to penetrate during your lifetime after you die, they will go for your children. They will, that's why it's very necessary. The Bible always talks about that teach the percepts and the commandments of the Lord to your children. It's so necessary to teach the word of God to the next generation. Hallelujah. You know when the people of Israel came out of Egypt, again and again God was telling to Moses and the leaders, write this down. So that, write this down as, um, as a testament. So that the children, the generation after you, will know what the Lord has done for Israel. Mm -hmm. Write this down, write this down. Because it's only the commandment of the Lord that can save us from demonic priesthood. It is only the word of the Lord, the percepts of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. That can keep us safe from the demonic priesthood that were ruling over our ancestors. Are we understanding? First of all, you got to realize, you got to realize that priesthood that used to rule over your father's line, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, they are still monitoring you. They are still monitoring you because they are hungry, they are hungry to exercise lordship. They don't like when people change parties. They don't like when people change priesthood. They don't like that. Okay? Hallelujah. This Jeroboam still... <coughs> he still is in contact. Still those spirits are in contact. And once David's, David's legacy was broken apart because of Solomon, you know what happened. Because of the sins of Solomon, God separated Judah and Israel. Once they got a loophole, once they got a way to enter, they came through Jeroboam to start to exercise lordship on half of the part of the nation of Israel. Okay, are we together? Shall we go ahead now? Let's go ahead in the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter number 12. Okay, verse number 28, 1 Kings uh, chapter number 12, verse number 28. Therefore, the king asked advice, made two calves of gold and said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods of Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. The same thing that Aaron did. Yeah, Aaron made the golden calves and told the people of Israel, Here are your gods of Israel that brought, brought you out of Egypt, worship them. The same thing is repeating itself. The priesthood of Egypt is once again back, ruling over the nation of Israel. 
Verse number 29, and he set up one in Bethel, and the other he put in, put in Dan. Now this thing became a sin for the people, for the people went to worship before the one as far as Dan. Dan and Bethel. Dan is the northernmost part of Israel, Dan. So from Bethel unto Dan, the priesthood covered whole Israel, except for Judah. Judah was not under this, under this priesthood as of now. Okay. Verse number 31, he made shrines. What are shrines? I explained you in the system of priesthood. He made shrines on the high places and made priests from every class of people who were not of the sons of Levi. Who were not of the sons of Levi. Okay. When, when a demonic priesthood is set up, the original priests of God are rejected. The original ordained people of God are rejected in that priesthood. When you see a church, I uh, when, most of the church I go to, I see the most carnal people in the church are appointed as leaders. And most faithful people in the church are sitting in the corner of the church. There is a, when there, oh my God, when there is a, when there is a injustice in the appointment of leadership, in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, there is a problem I am telling you. That was the problem with, with Eli. Eli knew that his sons were wicked. They were sleeping with girls and women in the house of God. They were taking the best of the, of the fat, of the sacrifices that they were not supposed to take. But yet Eli did not resticate them from the office of the priesthood. Hallelujah. And when the and, and when you know that if you if you read the book of first Samuel carefully, the first few chapters that talk about Eli and then Hannah comes in and all those things. Eli Eli was spiritually blind. He had a lack of discernment. Are we together? He had a lack of discernment. And the lack of discernment was the wrong people he would entertain, but the right people who really seek God, he would, he would criticize them. He would insult them. And that's why when Hannah came in the temple, out of the agony of her heart, she was praying to the Lord and she was not complaining. She was praying to the Lord and pouring out her heart to the Lord. But this Eli, who was... Zero person discerning thought that she was drunk and started to started to shout at her. You see, because he had a lack of discernment. The wrong people who are openly his own sons who were openly doing. You will ask what was the sin of Eli? The sin of Eli was that he did not use his authority of as a priest. And he kept the he kept his sons, Hopni and Phineas. They're the wrong people. When I, what I am saying, I am saying that when in a church, when in the kingdom of God, when there is an appointment of all the wrong people at the level of priesthood, understand that God is not ruling. A spiritual entity is ruling and the priesthood is under the control of the spiritual entity. What is a pastor? The pastor is a priest. Hallelujah who is supposed to serve at the altar of the church, who is supposed to keep the altar of the church sanctified, and who is supposed to ordain the right priesthood, ordain the right people as per God. But if there is a lack, the Bible says that 
uh, Jeroboam king made shrines and he appointed people there. Anyone, anyone he appointed who were not from the tribe of Levi. He appointed the wrong people. Hallelujah. When you appoint the wrong people at the priesthood, definitely they are not serving the Lord God Most High. Definitely it's not the priesthood of Jehovah God. Verse number 32. Jeroboam ordained a feast on the 15th day of the 8th month, like the feast that was in Judah, and offered sacrifices on the altar. So he did at Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he had made. And he made... And at Bethel, he installed the priests of the high places which he had made. So he made offerings on the altar which he had made at Bethel on the 15th day of the 8th month, in the month which he had devised in his own heart. And he ordained a feast for the children of Israel and offered sacrifices on the altar and burned incense. So when you read verse 30, what we read in verse 32 and verse 33 was the system of priesthood that Jeroboam was setting up was similar to that which is found in Judah, to that which is found in actually in Jerusalem. Okay? In Jerusalem. Why? So that the people of Israel will find similarity. Oh yeah, the same things are happening in Jerusalem. So there is no problem for us to serve here in what? In Dan and Bethel. Okay, they when when a demonic entity, okay, when a spiritual entity wants to attract the people of Jesus Christ to its priesthood, what they will do is they will make some changes to their system and make it look similar to that of the Christian priesthood, to that of God's priesthood. So that when they are attracting and pulling those Christian people who worship Jesus Christ, who worship the true God to their altar, they will find similarity and they will say, oh yes, we think it's the same. That is what, that is how demonic churches function. They have the Bible in their hand. They will mix up some good words with to you. They will say some good biblical scriptures to you. They will make it look similar, at most similar, but only thing that can differentiate them from the priesthood of God is holiness. Holiness. Everyone say holiness. Holiness is what will separate them. There will be no holiness. A real priest of God is supposed to teach the people the difference between the holy and the unholy things. That is what the Bible says, right? The priesthood of God requires the differentiation between holiness and unholiness. You know, the sons of Aaron came to offer up strange fire on the altar of God and God killed them. And that fire was not, the Bible says God did not commanded them to offer that. Hallelujah. The priesthood of God is a sanctified priesthood. It's a holy priesthood. And that is what will, will differentiate. But other things, other things, activities, kind of sacrifices, kind of rituals, it will all look the same. Listen to me. It will all look the same. 
and when you start to go at that at that altar very altar which is a demonic altar if you don't have the eyes of discernment and if you are not in the holiness of god walking in the holiness of god walking in the purity you know you know the greatest the 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 greatest gift of discernment discerning how how does how how does discerning comes is by living a holy life if your life is pure if your eyes are clean you will be able to see because the eyes the bible says jesus said he, it's the lamp of the body if your eyes is clean everything else will be clean a man who can a man who is holy is the man who can discern he will discern quickly but if there is unholiness in our life if there is unholiness in our life even our discernment ability will not be there we will not be able to discern anything we will be easily deceived because the holiness factor is not there in our lives oh god rasa khabara sham prantara balava are we understanding jeroboam made jeroboam made the altar the sacrifice system and everything made it look like you know why because the people of israel should not feel any difference that they are worshiping a different god they should feel home they should feel as if they are at home that is how that is how the demonic priesthood is created similar to the priesthood of god it will look like a church it will function like a church but there are golden calves that are ruling it that that is egypt that is ruling it hallelujah amen now comes now comes the part that many people speculate and discuss about the man of god now comes from jura <coughs> are we ready are, are we together until now okay let's start from so let's again start from first kings chapter number 13 okay first kings chapter number 13 and behold a man of god went from juda to bethel by the word of the lord and jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense and then he cried out against the altar by the word of the lord and said o altar altar thus says the lord behold a child josiah by name a very accurate prophecy he is giving josiah was born and he did the same thing that the prophet prophesied josiah by name shall be born to the house of david and on you he shall sacrifice the priests of high places who burn incense on you and men's bones shall be burned on you okay now what is happening here is are there not prophets of the lord in bethel and dan or in israel there are prophets of the lord there but the priesthood that is set up in bethel and dan what it has done is even the prophets of the lord have come and inside the demonic spell of the priesthood of the altar of the golden calves the whole territory and every prophet in the territory is taken over by the altar is taken over by the altar that jeroboam has set up hallelujah amen that is listen 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 to me very carefully when jezebel set up the altar of baal and ashtoreth the whole israel was taken over by the spell and no one was no one was ready to completely put their trust in jehovah god because they and the people the prophets of god who were not ready 
who were not ready to submit to the spell and jurisdiction of the altars of Jezebel, Jezebel would kill them. When, when a demonic entity sets up an altar in a territory, that demonic entity will ensure that there are no prophets of the Lord who are here. If there are any prophets of the Lord, let them join with me and work for me. If they will not work for me, I will kill them. That's why Elijah had to learn, run from that place. Are we understanding? It's so dangerous. And that's why there was no prophet that arose to challenge the altar. A prophet from Judah, from the temple of God, from the place of Jerusalem. Are you understanding? Had to be sent by God to Bethel and Dan by, with power given to him by God. And for your information, his power lied in him staying in the word of God. He was powerful until he stayed in the limit of the word of God. Okay? Are we understanding? He came and cried out, you altar, altar. He cursed the altar. He prophesied against the altar. And when verse number 4, Jeroboam stretched out his hand to arrest, arrest him. You see, Jeroboam was the main occultic grandmaster of the altar. At the end of chapter number 13, you will see that Jeroboam did not repent after the what happened here by the prophet of God. And he set up even more. He was the grandmaster of the altar, occultic master. And he was the one who was standing there as a grandmaster, as the grand priest, high priest to protect the altar. So as soon as he cursed the altar and prophesied against the altar, he stretched out his hand towards the prophet. And he said, arrest this man. As soon as he stretched out his hand, the Bible says his hand withered. The power of God. Hallelujah. The power of God. The Bible says, uh, he stretched out his hand, verse number 4, from the altar saying, arrest him. Then his hand, which he stretched out toward him, like this, withered, so that he could not pull it back to himself. It withered. It got paralyzed. Hallelujah. That is the power of God. That is the power of God. When God shows up to destroy an altar, no occultic grand high priest can stop the power of God, the man of God in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Verse number 5. The altar, when I am reading the scripture, listen very carefully because this is a tragedy will come to pass now very soon. Verse number 5 says, the altar was also split apart and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Then the king answered and said to the man of God, please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me. You see, hallelujah, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Mark his word. What is he saying? Jeroboam. He is not repenting. Okay. There are some fake people out there. After something happens to them, they show as they are repenting. They show as, uh, as they have believed in the Lord, but they have not. This, this high priest to demonic altars are very faithful. You see, very faithful. They will, they will not give their allegiance to another priest. Uh, to, to, to another God or to an, another entity. See what he says to Jeroboam. He says, please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me. 
He, hallelujah. He is not breaking his allegiance with the altar. He just wants himself to be healed. He, because, because, listen to me. If you are in allegiance to a priesthood and without renouncing your allegiance with that priesthood, you make another entity your Lord or your God, you will die. You will die. And that is what happened to the prophet of God here. What did I say? If you are in collaboration with a certain priesthood, that's why witches and wizards would not accept Jesus because they know they will die. If they want to accept Jesus, they have to completely renounce and detach and break the covenants that they have with this God and entity. Renounce the benefits they are receiving from that God and entity. Renounce and detach from the luxuries. There are many benefits they are receiving. They have to let go of those things. Completely come off the, that priesthood and then accept Jesus as their Lord. If they don't renounce and leave the benefits they are receiving from that altar and accept Jesus at the same time, partake of another priesthood, they will die. They will die, I am telling you. I don't want to take the name. There is a, there is a guy in US. Hmm? And you have his videos on the YouTube and everywhere and he is also ministering. And he, he has a testimony where he says that he was the son of Satan. And he, he was serving Satan as a high grand master. And now he says he became a Christian. He is not a Christian. And he is even ministering to people. He is even ministering in churches. He is not a Christian. He is not a Christian. He still has his allegiance. He is a secret agent of the devil inside the church. He has not broken his allegiance with Satan. Hallelujah. If you, did you, are you clear on what I am saying? If a person has not completely detached himself from the covenants, benefits and renounced the old priesthood, the old spiritual demonic entity and then accepted Christ, that person will die. And that's why, and that's why this King Jeroboam is telling and please entreat me for, 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 for uh, uh, please entreat favor of the Lord for me, your God, pray for me. And that, that my hand may be restored. It's not that he has humbled himself before God. He just wants his hand to be healed. He just wants his hands to be healed. And this man of God prays. So the man of God entreated the Lord. And the king's hand was restored to him. And became as before. Then the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself and I will give you a reward. Oh God. But the man, now, now, listen to me. The real battle and the real opposition or the real persecution you will not face while you are fighting the altar. The real opposition and the real fight will come to you against you after you have destroyed the altar. After you have destroyed the altar. Are you listening to me people of God? Listen to me very carefully. After you have attacked an altar, after you have destroyed an altar, after that, the real battle will start. After that, it will not start before that. It is not while you are destroying the altar. It is after you have destroyed the altar. Remember that. After 
the battle did not end when elijah destroyed the prophets of baal and ashtoreth after he destroyed them the battle really started after that because after the altars are destroyed the demonic entity will pursue you will pursue that person whoever it is prophet of god apostle of god this prophet of god was so powerful the king stretched out his hand against him and his hand such a power he carried such an anointing he carried but yet after the altar was destroyed now the agents of the altar with that tricks and techniques are after this man to kill this man okay and the trick that they use is he says that come home with me refresh yourself eat with me hallelujah eat with me and i will give you a reward verse number 8 but the man of god said to the king if you were to give me half your house i would not go in with you nor would i eat bread nor drink water in this place for so it was commanded me by the word of the lord saying you shall not eat bread nor drink water nor return by the same way you came that is the command of the lord now why did the lord command him so i will tell you why what did the lord tell him the man of god he the lord told the man of god that after you have destroyed the altar don't go come back by the same way and the the, the command was don't eat or drink there with them don't eat or drink and every person that this man of god will meet will instigate the man of god to eat and drink to eat and drink and to eat and drink with him with them he rejects the king's offer and he goes back on his way okay then the bible says so he went another way verse number 10 and did not return by the way he came to bethel now an old prophet dwelt in bethel a prophet dwelt in bethel but what did i say this prophets were not operating in the holy spirit they were not operating under god okay because the altars had taken over all the prophets all the prophets were working for the altar working for the golden calves okay old prophet dwelt in bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of god had done that day in bethel they also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king and their father said to them which way did he go for his sons had seen which way the man of god went who came from juda then he said to his son saddle the donkey for me so they saddled the donkey for him and he rode on it and went after the man of god and found him sitting under an oak then he said to him are you the man of god who came from juda and he said yeah i am then he said to him come home with me and eat bread what is this problem about eating bread every person meeting the man of god come and eat bread come and eat bread hallelujah okay then come and eat bread and he said i cannot return with you nor go in with you neither can i eat bread nor drink water with you in this place for i have been told by the word of the lord you shall not eat bread nor drink water there nor return by going the way you came verse number 18 now see this verse number 18 he said to him i too am a prophet as you are similarity similarity i am the same you know the way you prophesy 
Are you, we also prophesy the way you serve Jehovah in the temple of Jerusalem. We also do the same things. We also do the same. I am an old prophet. Experienced than you. And what he says? I, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord. Oh God. Saying, bring him back with you to your house. That he may eat bread and drink water. He was lying to him. After, listen to me, people of God, listen to me very carefully what I am saying. After you destroy the altar, after you destroy the altar, the agents of the altar will come to you to bring you home. What they will try to do to you is, they will try to make you partake of the demons they have. Partake in that table they have. What does eating signify? When you when you are a part of God's priesthood, but being a part of God's priesthood, you eat at the table of the demonic altar. You are partaking of their priesthood. And I told you, if being a part of one priesthood, you without, without detaching from this priesthood, you take part in another priesthood, you will be killed. Or serious attacks will be launched against you. Okay, okay. Let, let me give you scriptures. You remember, you, you remember uh, the prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth used to eat at Jezebel's table together? They used to eat. What does that mean? When they eat together at the altar's table, they are fellowshipping together in the communion of that priesthood. And they, it signifies that they are a part of that priesthood. When we do communion... And eat of the bread of the Lord that signifies the body of our Lord Jesus. And drink of his blood. Uh, drink of the wine that signifies the blood. We partake of the Lord. We partake of his nature. We partake of his body. We partake of his priesthood. His body signifies the body of the priesthood. Are we understanding? Okay. And these demonic these demonic agents of the altar were pulling this man of God. When God had clearly told the man that when you go out, you go another way, don't eat or drink, don't stay with any one of them, don't fellowship with any of one of them, but come straight away back to Judah. But what this prophet came and told is, I am like you of the same prophet. You can partake with me. You can eat with me. We are of the same priesthood, you see. And your, your God has, the angel of your God has told me this, that you should eat with me. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. <coughs> Hallelujah. Are you learning something tonight? 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 verse number 16 verse number 16 Okay verse number 16 onwards The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread 
and one body for we all partake of that one bread observe israel after the flesh are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar question mark those who eat at the table of the enemy and eat from their food what they become they become partakers of their altar they become partakers of the, it's a serious thing hallelujah it's the serious things it's not mostly in it is also happening in america because this hindu culture and everything is coming becoming so prominent in canada and america don't eat any food that the hindus offer to you or the muslims offer to you where they bring the food from their altar and offer it to you if you eat that food you become partakers of their altar <coughs> are we understanding if you eat their food you became part there is a reason why daniel rejected the delicacies of the king's table when he went to when he went to babylon i told you babylon is that principality that as soon as you enter the gates of babylon that principality that demonic entity will again and again will try to make you bow down and compromise and make you a partaker with them prophets prophets of god apostles of most high god be careful when you enter territories be careful be very careful when you enter territories there are some territories you just do the miracle you are commanded to do you just prophesy what you are commanded to prophesy and run back to your secret place because that territory no one in the territory you are supposed to fellowship with i have seen great men of god after they minister in a certain crusade as soon as they have finished ministering they will run to their room they will not meet anyone it's not that they are proud no no they are not proud they don't want to fellowship with any person there they don't want to eat with any person there there are certain territories which are been governed by altars israel was governed by altar but elijah after he delivered uh, you know after he killed the prophets he was starting to have the soft corner for ahab ahab you know you go back go to jezebel eat and drink and all those things but elijah you are supposed to run out from that place because that place is governed by altars once you break that altar get out from that place because you are now a victim a target of that entity for 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 them to kill you for them to kill you hallelujah observe israel verse 18 after the flesh are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar partakers of the altar hallelujah that's why daniel rejected the delicacies of the king's table he knew in his spirit that if i start to eat at the king's table i will become a partaker of the babylonian demons hallelujah and then i will start to act in their way many people prophets and apostles are no longer prophets and apostles of, of god because they have partook of the demons they have partook of the occultic altars and they don't even now know now what they are doing is the work of the devil and not the work of god this old prophet was a prophet the bible says 
but yet he deceived the man of God who was sent by God and then he acts as if he does not even knows what he has done why because he was partaking of the altar of golden calves of the golden calves hallelujah hallelujah come out of the spell of babylon come out of the darkness of babylon don't partake don't partake that's why the bible is so clear apostle paul says so clearly do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers these people are acting believers but actually they are unbelievers they are faking it all don't be very discerning to be a part of any church you just like that become a part of fellowship and you say to the pastor i am a member here without verifying anything you become a partaker of the demonic altar you don't even know things are coming in your life from where it is coming and what is happening to you false preachers are not just false preachers they are dangerous people false churches are not just false churches preaching false doctrines they are dangerous they are altars that hold the destinies of men captive hallelujah hallelujah in christianity more than christian christians believers there are more people who are deceived nowadays who are under the influence of altar okay verse number 19 what am i saying then that an idol is anything or what is offered to idol is anything rather than the things which the gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to demons and not to god i do not want you to have fellowship with demons you cannot drink the cup of the lord and the cup of demons you cannot partake of the lord's table and of the table of demons or do we provoke the lord to jealousy are we stronger than he you see that when you are partaking of the lord you cannot partake of demons you cannot eat at the table of demons okay hallelujah okay some few pointers about the man of god who was operating in power few pointers about him noted down very important you operate in god's power and grace to destroy altars and are protected until you stay in the limits of god's commandments you operate in god's power and grace to destroy altars and are protected until you stay in the limits of god's commandments keeping god's word is keeping god's power remember that keeping god's commandments is keeping god's power you keep god's commandments you continue to operate in power you are not higher than god's word this prophet had great anointing but as soon as he crossed the limit of god's word he started to die he was on his pathway to death of and destruction point number 2 is god's power will not work in the areas of your, of your interest it is of utmost importance to know that god's will to manifest that god's will to manifest god's power to do his work god's power will not work in the area of your interest god's power will only work where he has willed or where he has uh desired for uh, it to work as per his plan as per his plan hallelujah that's why before giving you power before giving you anointing the lord the holy spirit will teach you obedience will teach you alignment will teach you how to walk in god's will how to deny yourself 
and then you become a vessel to carry power hallelujah power is dangerous power is dangerous if we don't use god's power as per his will the devil will kill us or rather god will allow us to be destroyed if we are not using god's power as per his will do you remember the devil instigated the first temptation to jesus was to eat eat turn the stone and eat why he was trying to make jesus come in his priesthood hallelujah if you are the son of god use your power if jesus was not trained thoroughly in the word of god he would have been deceived real power is keeping his word remember that people of god you you studied jesus's ministry he never ever used his power without his father's permission he never ever used his anointing in the places where god did not ask him to use hallelujah he did not he was not advertising his healing anointing and bringing people read the book of read the gospels and you will find out there jesus healed that person at that pool and slipped away from that place there were other people who were sick but he healed only one person why because his father told him to heal only heal only one person at some places he healed everyone because it was his father's will will to heal everyone at another place he healed that blind man taking him outside of bethsaida because it was his father father's will not to heal him inside the city but outside the city at another instance he healed the blind person who was born blind by by making clay with his spit and rubbing it on his eyes he he did what he saw his father do okay miracles signs wonders and anointing was not first the voice of god the commandment of god to him was first in his life and that's how you retain power that's how you retain power god's power is not to be used everywhere jesus did not go about healing everyone he heard god and he did things use god's power in god's limit don't try to become famous very fast don't try to become relevant very fast use his power within his will okay hallelujah and that is what this man had to understand so let's go back to okay some anything else here let me see especially when you operate in the levels of prophetic and apostolic when you operate in the levels of prophetic and apostolic that is the that is the level where you can destroy altars and deliver people okay prophet elijah could operate in that level and destroy altars destroy the prophets of baal and ashtoreth and deliver the people of israel at that level when you are you have to be very careful very careful that you don't collaborate with the enemy and start eating with them hallelujah and then after you have pronounced judgment and destroyed them the okay i have already told you told this to you okay let's go ahead let's go ahead in the book of in the book of second uh, sorry first kings chapter 13 <coughs> turn with me first kings chapter 13 we are yet to see the revelation here about the man of god first kings chapter number 13 where we were um 
we were at verse number 18 the old prophet said to the uh, the man of god i too am a prophet as you are and the an angel spoke to me by the word of the lord saying bring him back with you with you uh, with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water he was in the bracket if if there is a bracket in your bible it says he was lying to him he was because he was operating under the influence of the altar set up by jeroboam okay when king jeroboam was not successful to deceive him jeroboam's the 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 spiritual demonic entity sent a prophet a so called prophet a similar servant of god listen to me nowadays anyone who comes to you and speaks to you in the name of jesus don't accept everything be very careful to receive things be very careful because those people are sent by the devil to destroy you okay this person came and spoke in the name of god and spoke in the name of a prophet in the identity of a prophet verse number 19 so he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water oh my god poor man of god believed what this prophet said okay now it happened as they sat at the table that the word of the lord came to the prophet who had brought him back the false one and he cried out cried out to the man of god who came from judah saying thus says the lord because you have disobeyed the word of the lord and have not kept the commandment which the lord your god commanded you but you came back ate bread and drank water in the place of which the lord said to you eat no bread and drink no water your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers hallelujah the devil is very shrewd he is very cunning if you reject him once he will come to you with a different type of technique if you reject a beautiful black lady having beautiful eyes he will then come to you through a fair lady if you reject a shorter lady he will come to you with a taller lady but he will try to deceive you he will come to you through dif different faces he will come to you through different techniques but his deception will be the same to pull you down and to make you disobey the word of the lord hallelujah are we understanding as soon as he ate and partook of the altar by eating at the prophet's house the lord pronounced death because one person cannot be a part of two priesthood hallelujah okay listen to me now how he died but you came back ate bread and drank water in the place of which the lord said to you eat okay your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your father verse number 23 so it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled the donkey for him the prophet whom he had brought back <clears throat> when he was gone a lion met him on the road and killed him and his corpse was thrown on the road and the donkey stood by it the lion also stood by the corpse what does this signify what is the meaning of it hallelujah the dog the donkey he was riding on and then the lion came and killed him the lion signifies the priesthood of jerusalem who came and killed the man the lion what signifies the priesthood of Jeruz of jerusalem of the temple of god who came and killed the man of god why because the man of god violated his allegiance with god most high with the priesthood of god and that's why 
the lion that signifies the priesthood of Jerusalem came and killed the prophet and he was standing there as a sign that he has disobeyed the law of the priesthood. The donkey is the one that signifies the priesthood of the current land because those prophets would ride on the donkey. It signifies that animal called donkey signifies the priesthood. Hallelujah. Animals signify priesthood. Remember Balaam when he was going against the Lord, the donkey spoke and said there is an angel that is standing to kill you. That's why I am stopping you to go there. Are we understanding? And both of them were standing at the very place. And the Bible says when people were going there, they saw the corpse lying on the road and the lion standing at one side and the donkey standing on the other side. That signifies that he has violated the priesthood. He became a part of this, this priesthood, violating the priesthood of the lion of Judah. Jerusalem, the priesthood. Lion signifies the king of the priesthood. Hallelujah. He is, he, our, our, our Jesus is a lion, is a lamb and, as, uh, and also he is a lion. He is a lion and a lamb. What is lion? He is the lion of Judah. He is the king of the priesthood. The king of the jungle. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? And that very, very lion came and killed him. Hallelujah. Let us pray, let us pray, let us pray. Many people and many Christians, before we pray, I want you to go through certain points. Many Christians are deceived. Hallelujah. Don't remember that you are the part of the priesthood of the lion. You are, you are a prototype of the lion of Judah. Hallelujah. You are not a donkey. The devil is not a lion. He acts like a roaring lion. But the priesthood of God is signified by the king that is called Lion of Judah. Lion of Judah. Hallelujah. It is the priesthood of God which has the power to devour other demonic priesthood. To destroy other demonic priesthood. Even though other demonic priesthood are in its place. But it's the priesthood of God, the Lion priesthood that rules over every other priesthood. Hallelujah. And it's the work of the devil to deceive you, to make you a partaker of their priesthood. Don't do that. Your ministry can be destroyed. Your anointing can be diminished and your life can end. Hallelujah. When you become a part of the priesthood of the enemy. We have to be very careful because there are many, many, <clears throat> many deceivers that are nowadays coming in the name of God, coming in the name of Jesus trying to deceive you. You know why? When you are you are in, into spiritual warfare, you are destroying altars, you are destroying ancestral altars, be very careful because that altar will be sending agents against you, agents against you to deceive you to become partakers of that priesthood and of that altar. And so we should not follow the footsteps of this powerful man of God. But we should be very careful how we should first of all we should have an intimate relationship with the Lord. Point number one is we should have an intimate relationship with the Lord. This person, this man of God had power but did not have intimate relationship with the Lord. When we have an intimate relationship with the Lord, we know God has spoken to me and I know that he will not change his word. Because the Bible, the, the Bible says the voice of God is singular. It's, it's not mixed. God's 
voice is singular and it's distinctive okay it's not that god will speak to you one thing and he will speak to another person another another thing because his voice is singular he has spoken once and i have heard twice that glory belongs to the lord so he speaks only once his voice is in a singular form and that voice will be convicting enough to us when we have a intimate relationship with the lord pursue a intimate relationship with the lord many servants of god are dying many servants of god are 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 getting detracted from the way that god chose for them after they do great ministries because they they start to be swayed they start to be swayed by the appreciations of men after they do ministry no be like jesus after you do ministry after you heal a lot of people after you cast a lot of demons go in the secret place and don't talk to anyone because it is after the ministry the devil will attack you it is after you break altars that the devil will attack you you got to have a intimate relationship with the lord point number 1 point number 2 is be in the spirit of prayer by speaking in tongues and talking with him continuously be in the spirit of prayer by speaking in tongues and talking with him talking with the spirit of god continuously 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 you should have a constant relationship with the lord okay hallelujah to be to be constantly in the place of protection point number 3 is first john chapter 4 verse 1 first john chapter 4 verse 1 <coughs> beloved first john chapter 4 verse 1 beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of god because many false prophets have gone out into the world by this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ has come in the flesh is of god do not believe point number 3 is do not believe every spirit test every spirit Hallelujah anyone calling you telling you oh god told me that you this will happen to you oh god told me that you will get blessed oh god told me that you will receive 2 million dollars tomorrow don't receive the word test that spirit test that spirit even though he he or she is a known friend people are been sent by satan to destroy you don't believe every spirit but test every spirit and the bible says how to test the spirit if any spirit confesses that jesus christ came in the flesh is of god what does that means that means the uh, the spirit that confesses jesus christ came in the flesh in other words jesus was a human being and faced all the temptation that we may we may face and he overcame and so we have to overcome sin in the flesh like jesus did we have to overcome temptation like jesus did that is of jesus that spirit of jesus but the spirit which says jesus did not come in the flesh in other words they will say oh jesus is god you know that's why he overcame we cannot overcome sin there are some sins it's okay for us to do that is the spirit of antichrist hallelujah there are many prophets which will not address sin there are many prophets which will not tell you to live a holy life because they themselves don't live a holy life and these are the prophets serving at demonic altars they have been given assignment to destroy the life and destinies of people so test every spirit 
do not believe every spirit point number 4 don't believe if someone claims or if someone's someone's claim is only including angels visions miracles etc and not the word of god if someone is talking to you something and it is not supported by the evidence of this word don't believe them don't accept what they are saying if someone is saying oh sister i saw an angel coming to you and that angel gave you this 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 and i saw a vision and then this i saw that i saw and there is no evidence of the word there is no similarity or no uh, no evidence of the word in what they are saying don't believe them run away from those people people of god are watching a lot of youtube nowadays lot of youtube nowadays and left right and center what they are implanting in your minds is not the word is something else is angels is doctrines that are not from the word and you are getting fantasized you are getting excited by what they are saying be careful they are introducing you to demonic altars there are many servants of god who speak in tongues that tongues are not angelic tongues or not godly tongues it's demonic tongues it's it's those altars tongues don't listen to such things don't listen to such tapes be careful test every spirit okay are we understanding everything nowadays has to be tested by the scale of the word of god signs wonders miracles are good we need that but we cannot test and evaluate things by signs wonders and miracles because that is the very element that you that will be used for deception in the last days we have to evaluate okay this person is saying is it as per the word of god does it align in the word of god okay so you have to evaluate everything by the word of god point number 5 the voice of god is singular and distinct don't listen to anyone who mixes and brings the voice of god in a manipulated form okay i already told you this this point number 6 follow psalm chapter number 1 verse number 1 what is psalm chapter number 1 verse number 1 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of the sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he will meditate day and night hallelujah don't stand in the path of the sinners even so called christian but delight yourself in the law of the Lord De- detach and disconnect yourself from the wrong people from the fake christians from the similars one from the similar ones who act as if they are christians let us pray father in the mighty name of jesus christ in the mighty name of jesus christ you have given us the power and the authority to come against demonic altars lord to come against demonic priesthood lord and in the mighty name of jesus christ every demonic priesthood and demonic altars that so governs and imposes lordship upon your people or in some areas of their life those priesthood is still controlling them but they have those people lord of yours lord have faithfully renounced and detached themselves lord i come against the altar and i command the altar o altar o altar here is your end in the name of jesus christ your end has come your destruction has come upon you and i release the fire of the holy spirit for you to be destroyed and for you to release the lives and destinies of people in the mighty name of jesus christ hallelujah ram break el zial taraba if you see 
and look at altars through your spiritual eyes you will see in that altars inside the altar you will see degrees you will see houses you will see cars you will see churches you will see ministries in the altar in the demonic altar you will see you will see finances in that altar you will see babies in that altar what are those things those are all the things that the altar has held captive those are all the things the destinies of people the blessings of people that the altars had held captive inside of it but tonight i break those altars by the blood of jesus christ in the name of jesus christ every altar that is holding you captive i break it i break it let your finances even if anyone is waiting for a baby if anyone is waiting for them to be healed you are not getting healed and sickness is captivating you and if anyone is waiting to receive job in jesus mighty name that altar that is holding those things in your life in jesus name let it be broken tonight let it be broken tonight if anyone is waiting for god to open up ministry open up that prayer house open up that church house those altars are holding those destinies those altars are holding those blessings right now right now let those altars be destroyed let those altars be destroyed in jesus mighty name <coughs> amen in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray you are the children of holiness and let you be filled be ho with holiness be holy as i am holy says the lord so that you will be discerning hallelujah do not partake of the altars do not partake at the table of the altars in the name of jesus christ lord i detach your people from every covenant and every altar covenants that they are attached to in the mighty name of jesus christ let your blessings let your promises flow in their lives flow in their lives tonight flow in their lives tonight flow in their lives tonight in the name of jesus christ of nazareth hallelujah oh lord i pray let us be busy constructing repairing lord and offering spiritual sacrifices on our altars that we have made unto you lord on our altars lord that this altar lord will bring the blessing lord hallelujah will bring the promises lord to pass lord will bring the anointing lord that is needed lord in the name of jesus christ lord hallelujah 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 make us hungry and thirsty lord let there be let there be a unique refreshment revival in the hearts and minds of your people tonight lord hallelujah that they will get detached from every ancestral and demonic priesthood and serve you and build the altar of god hallelujah that you will be able to send fire in our lives in the name of jesus christ la sam prakatara varava lahal sara prabho lahal siyantra bolabo lahal sekrevel that that the portal of heavenly communication will be open opened in every houses lord in every bedrooms lord hallelujah yes lord come lord come lord come lord in all your power lord and lord uh, change our lives lord oh manifest your destiny and manifest your word in our lives i pray lord in the mighty name of jesus christ hallelujah 
my altar is calling you oh god 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 hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord it's in you lord it's in you lord i know there's more that's found in you it's in you lord it's in you lord i know there's more that's found in you and i will never settle for less i know there's more that's found in you and i will never settle for less i know there's more that's found in you it's in you lord it's in you lord i know there's more that's found in you it's in you lord it's in you lord i know there's more that's found in you oh yes lord we hunger and thirst for you we hunger and thirst for your grace we hunger and thirst for more of your word more of your presence for we know there is more that's found in you there is so much more that's found in you hallelujah thank you for this wonderful time lord thank you lord that you are detaching your people from every ancestral priesthood and every ancestral altar and every ancestral legacy and lord installing them in the new breed of the spirit lord that they will be able to carry out your kingdom work lord oh lord we decree and declare that we are not the citizens of earth but we belong to heaven lord we belong to you lord in the name of jesus christ hallelujah we thank you once again for this wonderful time we give you all glory honor and praise in jesus name we pray and we say amen hallelujah let's clap our hands and give a clap offering to jesus hallelujah god bless you god bless you and sister k